Today, we have a very interesting episode about trusting the process, how to achieve your goals through uh, focusing on the, the everyday tasks and doing them well, and how that idea pertains to creating this podcast and creating content uh, in general. So hope you enjoy. Uh, and uh, here we go. All right. What's what's going on? We haven't really uh, chit-chatted so much. We've been starting right in the episode, but all right, Craig, so what, what are we thinking for today? Recording on this lovely Friday afternoon for me, barely, very much in the morning. Well, I can always think of things to talk about. Um, <laughs> I don't, I am not like coming into today with like a specific uh, agenda or anything. So if you have anything you want to cover today, I'm good. Good to go for that. So here's my stance on this. My stance is that it's very easy for me to go into the, I don't know the right word of operations or technicals, but we were talking yesterday about the video side of things. And as of now, this is audio only, um, but I've been experimenting with different ways we could, I think I described it as intentionally sprinkle video around the audio foundation. And I say it that dramatically because I do feel like audio is our foundation, at least right now. So I could go into a bunch of stuff about that, or we could do what's a little less natural. I'm only speaking for me. You have to you have to give me your uh, your take and your stance on things too. It's less natural for me to treat this show as if the technicals are not even my responsibility. Which would mean we could just, we can very simply shoot the shit. We can, we can try telling uh, monologues, stories, just experimenting from a pure storytelling side. So I guess that's kind of two options is the natural part for me. I think because I, I, it makes, I think it kind of makes sense because my purpose of getting, one of my purposes for getting into this podcast was to like get operationally simpler and smoother. So that's top of mind. And then by nature, even though it's not a crazy amount of steps, but well, after we're done recording, you know, I download it, I put it into Podcastle, you know, I download there. I put, so I, I think that stuff is just in my head, just by nature of one of us has to upload it. So. <laughs> right. Right. It's at, least, like, at least for now. I mean, I guess we could theoretically always explore, you know, you, you can find very cheap virtual assistants to, to do that uploading stuff for you, but um doesn't feel that necessary right now. Obviously, it's nice that I, I, I'll speak a little too much. I'll say one last thing. Craig, this is not a power trip, but I will say in my experience of working with virtual assistants for for video, for audio, for publishing on social media, it feels sick to have someone doing work for you. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, you know, it could be a little ego trip, but it feels phenomenal. But it's funny because sometimes it might make sense for you or me to just do it in two minutes. But then you get into the argument of like best management practices, you know, two minutes times a hundred times. It's a lot of minutes. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think it's like. It's a, uh, you have, I, I totally understand that like the, um, uh, 
Sorry, with my cold, my brain is a little bit affected. Got that brain fog, baby. Got that brain fog. I think that'll say your voice sounds pretty. Your voice sounds better than you think. Because actually, okay. I don't. I'm not like, oh my god, Craig has a has a really bad cold right now. And I, I didn't. I don't notice as much as you in your voice. But the brain fog. That's just. That's a. That's a separate. That's gonna be. That's gonna. That's gonna be up to you. You know, <laughs> I'm totally. I'm totally down with the brain fog because, f- brain fog, not brain frog. Brain fog. It's like I'm doing a. I don't know. Maybe I have a brain frog too. Frog, that could be kind of who knows. Maybe that could be helpful. Help us jump literally from one idea to the next. Yeah. Um. What I was what I was trying to say is, like, I think that, um, the the idea that like one of your goals of this podcast is to get really good at the operations of of a podcast and recording regularly and. Uh, like organizing content, things like that. Uh, like I think that having, like, having that as a clear goal is helpful for like as we move forward and um, think about what we're going to talk about and and what we're going to try to like hone in on as value for as our north star of value for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So how do you think that like like if 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 that is one of our biggest goals how do you think that you could create value for both you with that goal and for the audience <laughs> My quick answer I'm going off of gut reaction here which I tend to have been doing the last so many episodes but what you mentioned yesterday, you shared an idea around video that was unprompted by me. So I feel like a way for me to get value for myself and for the audience is to really take advantage of those opportunities when you, when Craig organically comes up with a video idea because I feel like that's where I can learn more than if I just bring up my own idea and try to kind of work work my way through it. So that's my instinct is at least chit-chat about your idea uh, yesterday that you shared with me. I think it was, you shared with me over text after our show um, at the time of recording this yesterday. Yeah, so the the idea is to basically have a short-form video between like 10 seconds and a minute, something like that, that goes with each episode so it kind of serves a few different purposes one is to market the episode that one i want to hear your thoughts on because uh it seems like we've both heard that short firm form video that markets a podcast doesn't convert very well so eager to hear your thoughts on that and another purpose is to be content on its own and the overhead for that content is low because we will have already thought about the topic and uh, like the ins and outs of what we're going to say on that, on that short video when we recorded the episode. So we won't have to like come up with something new for that video because we already will have it uh, flowing in our, flowing in our brain. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So a couple of things in there, which, which part should I tackle first is the first question of kind of the merit of having short form videos and how it, how well it translates to podcast listeners. Yeah, sure. Okay. So we, we, we discussed this and I, I don't have the actual data in front of me, but you shared as well conversations you've had or that you've heard with different podcasters. Um, and I've heard from, um, my, my one main source is Tim Ferriss, who is, uh, in a unique position because he, his podcast is approaching a billion with a B, a billion downloads, but he's also done largely audio since 2013. I think he started doing video in like 2022 or it was, it was pretty late, but it also wasn't anything crazy in terms of the video. I think it was quite literally getting on Riverside with Terry Crews. That was what I, I just remember watching a video episode of Terry Crews. Pretty good, actually. Uh, do you know who Terry Crews is, Craig? Side note. The uh, actor. Say that again? Oh, yeah, I know who he is. Terry, yep. Terry Crews. Yeah, and I think he, he on America's Got Talent host for a while or X Factor, one of those things. But anyways, um, I think that it's like the level of video, short form videos that are happening. So for me, I've gotten in a position sometimes where I feel because I've been, uh, I own a video company. <laughs> also, by the way, Craig, I, I feel like my company is going to turn into like a, not a video company. Even though it's called Narrative Talking, I think it could be potentially like an email newsletter company or an audio storytelling company or a ghostwriting uh, Twitter company. I, I think there's something else that's not video for like what my, I don't know. I feel like I'm more, I'm potentially more uniquely positioned for something outside of video and then to use video as a supplement, but yeah. not the, well, not, not the cake. More like, more like a, you know, maybe, maybe the sprinkles on it. Not, not, not even the other on top. Exactly. So, um, I think I really liked your example. You said 15 to 20 seconds and you actually recorded one yesterday, and you kind of, from what I remember, you kind of surprised yourself thinking that, oh, yeah, you know, it took longer to say it than I would have thought. And that, that makes sense, honestly. I was just doing, um, I was actually doing some public speaking tutoring recently. And uh, the first time someone did a rep, I, I before I asked them, or before I, before I say, oh, that was good, or that was that, I asked them, how, how long do you think that was? And they said, they thought it was like 30, 40 seconds, and it was a minute on the dot. So I think for those, I think there's, if we work percentages there, that means that uh, when we're up there speaking, we think so much time is, we think less time's going by, but it's actually more time going by. So, uh, but that's not really related to the question. Let me, let me, let me, let me not be a, let me not be a, uh, uh, politician and work around work around the question. So I think what you shared is different than what we talked about the other day. Because the other day we talked about short form video as a a major fiscal investment doesn't translate to to um, listeners to 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 repeat podcast listeners. But the way in which we can do it, you mentioned you didn't use this phrase, but there's actually, um, there's less overhead, but then 
I also thought there's less mental overhead because we we're using these audio long form episodes to to kind of rev up the engines and warm us up so that we can we can record a pretty short video quite literally with our phone and that's one of those things that's a big selling point if you can just record from your phone and I think the execution of it is much harder than people give it credit for like it's actually really hard to just pick up your phone and start recording but if you just recorded on a 30 to hour minute audio episode I'm sure there's some juices flowing and some creative ideas that can come out kind of like what you did yesterday I mean you recorded that video I don't know was it 20 minutes after we after we got off yeah, so it could have been, been longer, but um, I like yours because it's like a fiscally low overhead. It's a mentally low overhead, emotionally low overhead. And then uh, we also, we don't have to be as crazy on the editing side until we want to, until we feel like, you know, we want to go with the argument of higher editing, higher views. But here's the thing, Craig, we don't even know really what we want to direct people to. Because the reality is, th this is where I think maybe, okay, so I have another point that actually might be a semi-big point, but I can also table it. If you, I can table it for now if you want to jump in and, and shoot yeah. some initial thoughts. Yeah, so it sounds like what you're saying is the conversion rate on short-form short video to podcasts where listens to the podcast are your primary uh, thing that you're selling, the primary source of income. That conversion rate isn't high enough to warrant spending a ton of time, energy, and money creating the short-form videos. But it is high enough that if you... If it's super easy and cheap to create those videos and post them, then it could be a good boost for the podcast. Is that a good summary of what you're saying? Yeah, I think that's a great summary. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And then the argument is what's easy for one person is not easy for another. So one of the roadblocks you might hit is sometimes pressing publish is just an emotional hurdle. I don't, I will say, I think for us, I think we'll actually be pretty good about it. But I've actually had people, like I've worked with CEOs before that just pressing publish is a deal breaker. It's yeah. Like so weird. Not It's not weird. That's actually actually almost a little, um, not disrespectful, but it's like uh, discounting the fear. The confidence is very uh, contextual, right? You might, be, you might be confident running a business, but you might not be confident having your words set in stone. There's kind of something a little scary about that. Of like, oh, like putting it to writing, you know, putting it out there. Uh, but I think for us, because we we kind of deprioritized the video, I feel like it'll be actually easier to be like, it's low fiscal overhead, it's low mental overhead, low emotional overhead. We have very little to lose here. Yeah, I think for me, the fear is less around, um, like, like the I'm not afraid of publishing at all the like nervousness that I might feel is that I do feel is if I were publishing to like people that matter to me, like if I start public, like posting, uh, these like short form videos on my like Instagram every 
day, then like the the people who for better or for worse, the there's like a chance that the people who follow me, like my family, for example, are gonna have like a different their their view of me is gonna change. And so the impact there is like very amorphous and hard to yeah, it's very amorphous. So it's that's kind of what catches me out. But if we were to like use TikTok or use uh, the name of our podcast to post under instead of like directly my name, then that kind of removes that that nervousness. Okay, so can I ask some questions? Can I ask some? <laughs> I, it's almost like discovery questions because I'm curious about a couple things here. Can I ask yeah, some questions? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, few a few questions here. So the, the one you said is that you know posting on your personal account. You used Instagram as an example. If that would change how friends, family view you. And when I heard you say that, to me that implies negative. But isn't the reality it could be positive too? It could be, but it's very difficult to know that impact beforehand. Correct. Yeah, there's really no... Yeah, it's... it's um, there's no way to know until it's done. I right. think you bring up a really good point. And I think I'm going to come up with a visual example. Like you came up with the time scale on on the map. You know, like one inch is a thousand miles. I'm going to yeah. try to come up with the visual here. So, and I'm going to try to do it in two ways if the one doesn't work. But have you ever seen the movie Craig Field of Dreams? Yeah, amazing. So that's in Iowa, right? Kevin Costner. I uh, he builds the. For those who don't know. It's kind of like a pop culture. I think a pretty popular movie, a uh, famous line in that movie. I think it's from James Earl Jones, who's the voice of Darth Vader, right? And he's also in Sandlot, I believe. Also, R.I.P. I'm pretty sure uh, he passed away, I think, uh, semi-recently, right? A few years ago. I'm not, I'd have to check. I feel like I'm disrespecting him right now. <laughs> um, but anyways, very famous, famous actor. And he's a line in, in the movie that if you build it, they will come. And that movie is not exactly a religious movie, but you, it's pretty spiritual. I mean, there's there's ghosts of past baseball players that come through that movie. They come out of the corn stalks, the corn fields. And I, I'm thinking about it like this. So in my experience, um, we have, we, we each have personal Instagram. Most people do. And we we could start posting there. And publishing there because we already had the account, and I told and I told you this, Craig. There's been many times where I start a separate account and then I just get a little overwhelmed and I start a new one, kind of like a lily pad jumping from one to the other. Yep. So the benefit of using your personal account is that it's always we're always gonna have it. it. It's very easy to just get there and post. Operationally, it's more of that no emotional and mental of like people's views changing. Um, so I bring up the field of dreams example because. Even if you have your friend, uh, friends and family on your personal Instagram, it's almost like going into their neighborhood and putting up a house right in the center of their neighborhood. Or we go out to Iowa, we build our, we build our field. I guess I used the house example. <laughs> um, let me go to the field example. Let's say we go to, think of your personal Instagram. It, it's a town. And you show up at that town and you make a baseball field right in the middle of the town. 
we could do that. Or we could go out to Iowa, get our own land, and build our field there. And then some people from our hometown are going to hear about it, and they're going to come under their own under their own discretion. So I use that example because one person, I think, if it's, if it's your friend or a family member, I think the way they come across the content is, is very interesting. Because if it comes across on, the pers- on their personal feed, two reactions could happen. Is one, oh, that's awesome. Craig's doing this thing. Actually, three responses. One, that's awesome. Craig's doing this thing. Two, it's like, oh, I don't totally know what Craig's doing, but it's intriguing. They go to your Instagram to see if there's an at or a URL or a link tree. They click on it and they start exploring. And then three is, you know, I really, I, li- I really like Craig as a friend. I like Craig a- as a cousin, as a, you know, uh, a sibling. But I'm just not really expecting to have this type of content when I open up my personal Instagram. So there's kind of three, I think, three reactions that can happen. And um, I, I bring that up because I think a, a pretty... I could argue both sides of the... I, I, I mentioned to you, Craig, in a past episode that I, I don't really have debate team experience. But for this one, I think I could argue... The, the merit of both sides. Uh, so I'll leave it at that for now. And then you kind of can fit, go to uh, take us to where you're more intrigued or curious about. Yeah. One, I think that that's like a great visual first off, like that helps me in my thinking around this. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I had to get you back. It's almost like tit for tat. You gave me one the other day or yesterday. I got had to come up with one. Yeah, I love it. Uh, one thing that this reminds me of, which I think is kind of relevant here, is I'm so glad it's relevant because I'm bringing it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. That now that, that's a great podcast moment there. The, the little <laughs> meta commentary. I like. I already like that. Not being sarcastic. Um. There's there's this like the the age old idea that like of course your mom is gonna love your stuff you know it's like she's gonna you're as a kid you paint something or draw something and you show it to your mom and it's the most beautiful thing she's ever seen or in the in the entrepreneurship area you start a company and regardless of if the company's good or not you can you're more likely to get funding from a family member than someone outside because they're investing in you and less in the business idea. They're investing in blood, baby. Exactly. Not in a violent way. (laughs) And so I think like with, with this content idea, it's like if the goal of doing short form video is to build an audience and give that audience another uh, another uh, branch of this content tree we're building, then investing in our true audience members as opposed to investing in our family members will might be like might mean fewer uh, like listens at the beginning or fewer likes, but then, we might end up building a more genuine, long-lasting uh, audience of of like true fans. Like re- back to your idea of that. Not a point. 
can you re repeat that last point one more time? Because I didn't totally hear all of it. And also, I think it could be a good repeating point for the audience. Yeah, like if we, uh, if we're focused on creating content for our true fans, going back to the, your, the idea that you brought up of a thousand true fans, focusing on those, those first 1,000 true fans, if we focus on those as opposed to our family members by, by creating a separate account and posting short form video there instead of on our own accounts, that will potentially allow us to have a more genuine, long lasting relationship with fans uh, and like a better foundation to, to go forward from uh, as we publish content. If we start, in Iowa, as opposed to uh, putting a field in the hometown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like if you if you build the if you build the field in Iowa, the people who show up in Iowa are going to be the ones who really want to be at the field, not the like family members who like walked five feet from their house to like see what was up. No, I, I, that's a good point, and um, I, I honestly do think there is pretty strong arguments on both sides here but for our purposes i think it makes sense can i jump into solution mode now might be too early but just no, go for it i think we talked about it you know at, at craig and randy i even double checked that looks like it's available so at craig and randy we go to tiktok we make an account and we just start building our own real estate there with the idea that we can always just manually in the beginning, if a, if a TikTok blows up, it's like, well, it blew up with all these people. Let me just download it and throw it over to my personal Instagram. Just see what happens. So we can kind of control the quantity that's getting to your personal Instagram and that is getting to my, pers my personal Instagram. But have a TikTok be the true capitalist market, like letting the market decide. And the market is not our friends and family. Some of our friends and family, but it, I said to you, I think I have about a thousand friends on Facebook just over the years from college and study abroad and meeting people. Not all a thousand of those people are going to be interested in what I talk about or what you talk about. Yeah. But there's still going to be a, be a handful, but it seems like it would make more sense to start our separate account and then when stuff performs objectively well it's like you know what i'm gonna put that on the personal account because it, it performed well in front of a crap ton of people it'll probably perform in front of more of those thousand people this time yeah and it's sort of like scarcity and then it's uh well it's limited operations right we don't we don't um have to focus on pursing on a person boosting on each of our personal accounts every day Oh, excuse me. Not every day, but uh, maybe every day, but semi-regularly. Um, but then I think what you'll find and what I'll find is that you'll start getting messages from people or comments like, yo, Craig, like, do more of this. Like, yo, Craig, or, you know, this is interesting. Like, is there more stuff? Do you have a... And, but like I said, there's an equally strong other argument where the thing with content is if you were to explain your idea to someone, they might be like, oh, that doesn't make sense. 
if you just start doing the idea and don't actually tell them that you're doing it, I think that's when content really starts to work its subconscious effects. Like if you just start posting on your personal account regularly, yeah, you'll, you'll have some friends and family member that may not understand or might think it's like, oh, that's cute. Or, you know, like there's different, there's a variety of responses that come from friends and family. But it also be like, oh, well, I think I understand like what Craig's up to. So totally, I, I think yeah. there's an argument either way. I, I'm, I could go either way, but um, I do think the at Craig and Randy on TikTok is like our easiest first step in, and and we can make an argument if we start with YouTube Shorts as well, because then this way with YouTube Shorts, we can have long videos on our YouTube as well. But TikTok just feels like still feels to me like an interesting place to really go true capitalist mode on letting the market decide on what they like because youtube shorts has an element of that facebook reels has an element of that instagram reels but tiktok started it they it started the it's not your followers it's what you're talking about that the market's going to decide on yeah yeah i like that i think i think we should we should definitely do that and it's like a lot of this comes back to what we're doing with the podcast. It's like reps, you know, it's like right now we might not be as good as we want to be, but like a big part of our goals in doing this is to get better at, at a lot of the skills related to building this. And a lot of those same skills are improved by doing video. And so reps with the video and reps with the podcast kind of work well together and they work towards our goals right and do we uh <laughs> what are our goals these days huh should we do a quick revisit of of those goals to see if anything's changed or if it's the same yeah let's do it do you want to go first yeah I, i'll go first because craig has been nice enough to help close out these episodes i think it's our 11th i think craig has closed out probably nine <laughs> so i think it's been closer to 50 50 but how do I, I feel like it's more. I feel like it's more. Uh, but any we'll love to check the analytics on this. Would love to check the the AWS uh, analytics there. So my goals uh, when we started before we did the hot tub episode. I've said this before. It's great we have that hot tub episode because it's it's a good reference point. I can reference it, and we know it was literally the first episode we ever did. So. Before the hot tub episode, I was thinking about this much more from like a, a business perspective. But as I've been thinking about like my company and I are talking, it, it, it feels like it might not be a video company long term. And like I said, it might be, I said this earlier on the recording. I don't know if it made it to the episode, but I was talking to Craig about this earlier today. Is it feels like now you're talking? could be an email newsletter company. It could be a Twitter ghostwriting company for CEOs. It could be um, an audio storytelling company. And my goals have changed where I'm actually not focused so much on the fiscal side of things as much anymore. But I think a big part of that, Craig, is getting rid of the video. Because once we got rid of the video formally, we actually got rid of a lot of the fiscal and um, 
mental slash operational overhead. And, right. and with the audio, I think I've been able to think more of, I think I would do this show even if, even if uh, we had to do it for a really long time. Because it just feels like a really organic way for us to stay connected. Hopefully other people resonate with what we talked about. Hopefully other people get value. But I do think there is value in, in enjoying the process of something and not doing it for the outcome. And it's the thing it's, I know people might think, oh, well, you know, there's, there's gotta be an outcome. There's gotta be a reward. And you're right, but it's the mindset of how you get there. A lot of famous actors, Ryan Cranston, if you're not familiar, Breaking Bad, uh, I think he was Malcolm in the Middle, I think was his big break, but then Breaking Bad he's very known for. Walter White, Heisenberg. He has a famous interview where he talks about he was not doing well at auditions for a long time. And he either got advice from someone or he changed up his mindset to the sense of acting is not, auditioning is not about getting the part. It's not about getting the part, the outcome. It's about playing the best character that you know how to play in that moment. And he, that's, he told that story of his mindset change and then he lands some big dog roles. There might be something to say about how we remember our history could be different than what actually played out, but that story... Whenever you look up Brian Cranston, it's a pretty common story to come up with him where he became more process-focused than outcome-focused. And you hear that across different industries and sports. And sometimes it's made fun of as a thing. Like the 76ers, Craig, the basketball team, they, I don't know if you're aware, but they've been made fun of for their slogan of uh, trust the process because people would be like, you guys are just a really bad team. Are we just supposed to wait for a really long time? But at its core, it's actually... It's actually almost the right idea. It's be process-focused because you can't actually control the outcome. You can just control your process to give yourself better odds at an outcome. Yeah, that's, a, that's super interesting because I was going to say almost the exact, exact thing. Really? <laughs> nice. Yeah, like I think uh, my goals from the start were always – uh, I think a little bit more about um, like just giving it a shot and and getting better at like storytelling and speaking eloquently, using fewer filler words, things like that. And so I th think I was always a little bit farther on that that side of things than you were. But one thing that has I've really come to appreciate with this is kind of exactly what you're saying. It's like just being invested in the act of doing something like recording another episode, uh, telling another story, having another good conversation, and then seeing what unfolds organically. And already what we've seen unfold organically, like we're way better at this now than when we started uh, 10 episodes ago. And that's something that's like super valuable. There's almost, there's very few other activities where that are intellectual activities where you are doing something uh, repeatedly and getting better at it, but you can really feel getting better at it. So that's like, 
you're totally yeah. right. It's a, it, it really is a feel. And it'll be interesting to see because we still have to let the market decide if they like it too. But we feel good. Therefore, we're going to do better than if we didn't feel good. Right. And it doesn't matter what the audience what the audience thinks, right? Like, like we could keep doing this and have like no no listeners, and I think we could still sustain this for a long time just because we're getting better at it. We're uh, like talking more than we used to. Uh, we're having more interesting, like I'm having more interesting conversations every week now than I was before. Uh, just total, not let alone with you. So, like I think that. Uh, it's almost like a show could be kind of a catalyst for how we navigate our lives, uh, right. our every day, our day to day. Yeah, exactly. And the and how we navigate goals too. Like for example, like at work now, I'm starting to feel like I'm getting like pretty good at my job, having value at work, but I never felt like I was getting better at it. It's just like now I'm like, oh, like. I'm I'm not bad at this, but the time scale is so long that I wasn't like oh like today I'm better than yesterday better than the day before that kind of thing and so this is like just a great example I've heard this a thousand times like trust the process uh, just just do it and and like outcomes will follow uh, just keep practicing and you'll get good at something but it's so hard to really believe in that unless you have a good example in your life and this I, is one of the first truly good examples that I've experienced that's awesome that's 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 really good um I uh you made me think of a little bit of something about this uh this show is that I've been kind of working on this idea of how do I, how do I deliver it? How do I make it persuasive, have some sort of level of influence with it? And I use the example of, we're, we're recording this in 2023. Imagine you're a business that started before the dot-com era. So the internet was in its infancy. Social media wasn't really a thing yet. And I think of, if those people who started businesses in you know the 80s or 90s, if they were not legally allowed by the United States federal government to start a business unless they created audio content at minimum on a weekly basis, like if they didn't re if they didn't release a video uh, not a video if they didn't release an episode one week business shuts down. I, I build I build that example because. I think content like this can really test the limits of how much you actually care about the business you're in. Because in the 80s, 90s, doing this type of content was not a requirement and it wasn't really available unless you were a radio host or, or getting on radio shows or getting on TV major outlets, which is for, for different people, um, not like the smaller time creators. So I, um, I use that. It's an example I'm trying to work through because... I almost feel like if in, in nowadays, if you want to be successful in business, that 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 still applies of in the past of um, money is important, but if it's like the principal reason you're doing it, which I would argue, when there wasn't content, 
you can just go into business with it's the fis fiscally the highest return. I'll do that. But now with content, it's like it might be hard to be as successful just going for the money without the content, without caring about talking about it. So that's not a flushed out example, but some of the things you were saying made me think back to building that example of, you know, making it dramatic. The, the federal government wouldn't let you incorporate your business or they would shut your business down if you did not um, actively share your experience, your learnings um, online. But And I used to say online, but at minimum on an audio podcast. Yeah, I think you have a couple of good points there. Like I think tying into what we were saying about doing this this podcast it's a lot like with your idea of going after the money i think that a lot of the most successful people went after something else like elon musk wanted to like help with climate change by creating an electric car now tesla is super valuable uh steve jobs loved building computers, designing user interfaces, user experiences, thinking through design. And then he became like a billionaire because he focused on that. Uh, there's countless, uh, countless uh, examples here of, of kind of focusing on something that you love to do the day-to-day -day of and the money will follow. More than if you set out and say, I want to make as much money as possible how do I do that? Like, I think a lot of those people fail. Um, and it seems almost too simple to say, but I do, it, it seems, Craig, it does seem like proof's in the pudding because even if, even if going after money, it, if it works, it won't work forever. I think that's really probably the takeaway here because it can definitely work, but it won't learn, it won't work over the long term. It's unlikely right. to work over the long term. Yeah, you burn out. If you don't like doing the day-to-day work you're going to burn out and and not be and 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 quit before you can really reap the rewards of whatever track you're in exactly i just want to add one thing there i like using content as the burnout subject because how many people have talked about they burn out doing content all the time which implies to me that you're that the primary focus of doing content for a lot of people is i want to make more money which is fine but it, it just seems like it can't be primary it has to be like secondary like it has or it's like primary one primary two primary one is that you just want to get as much information into the world as possible to add value to people's lives and the reality is it, it, it takes a level of belief but doing that creates money <laughs> yeah but it's this kind of a, a it's like uh, i think i shared to you i might have shared this with you of how i think about karma these days is you know you give karma to one good karma to one person and when i was younger i thought it was like, oh, if I'm nice to you, you'll be nice to me. No, no, no. That's not how it works. If I'm nice to you, there's this other person I haven't met yet that's going to be nice to me. Right. It's like, it's like that universe connection that I think applies in the business, uh, can apply in business as well. Totally. And creating content is creating content regularly, like, in your example, like if it was required, it reminds me of how a lot of high paid people, CEOs, entrepreneurs are very successful salespeople. 
they they can sell things um, and that helps raise money that helps sell a new product that helps uh, with relations with stakeholders if you're a public company that kind of thing creating content helps with those same skills so even though I'm not selling anything for my job or or trying to raise money or anything I and building skills that will help me with that by doing by by creating content, like the the speaking eloquently, telling uh, persuasive stories, being able to get on video, having snappy answers in fifteen seconds or less, uh, all of that will help down the line. Yeah, you're, you're totally right, and it's we can even maybe argue too that the learning will be that much stronger. Because you're doing it now because you want to, not because you need to. Right. Yeah, this re- this all reminds me of Guy Raz on the How I Built This podcast. He asks every guest if luck or hard work led to their success. And almost all guests say something along the lines of, I got lucky, or they say, my success came from luck, and luck came from hard work. And I think that it's not necessarily that the hard hard work directly, like you work long hours for two weeks and then you get luck directly on, like related to what you're working on. I think it's more like your example of universal karma. It's like working hard, uh, you work hard for years, and then in hindsight, you look back, and there's there's a lot of luck along the way. Uh, not necessarily directly with what you're working on, but uh, kind of surrounding it, enabled by it in a in a more universal way. And, and and the connections aren't obvious until you look back on your life. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 good. Helpful way of thinking about it too. I like that you brought up Guy Raz too, because that's something that we uh, we've talked about. Actually, not on this podcast, but we just talked about as friends before. Yeah. I may have brought up How I Built This as one of my favorite podcasts on episode one or two. Oh, you did. Hot Tub Time Machine episode. You brought it up. <laughs> totally. Totally. It's so funny because that's... There I go again. That's so funny. It actually is funny this time. That was about five weeks ago, which feels way longer since we've been doing so many episodes. I feel like... Okay, I have a kind of a crazy idea about podcasting that I can also table for now, but uh, should I try to share it in under 90 seconds? Uh, in 90 seconds, I have to get onto a call. So okay. we, we could wrap up, or you could share your idea, and then you could you could wrap up quickly, whichever you think, or we could save it for the next episode. All good, actually. We'll save it for next episode, because I had this other thing about what you mentioned about the short form videos, not necessarily going to podcast listeners. I think there's actually a step in the middle that people don't add that we could potentially add that can create more listeners. Ooh, how about that for a hook for next week, huh? Love it. All right, uh, we got to wrap up for today. Craig, if you want to hop, uh, if you want to hop off and join join that call, I'll try to wrap it up on my own today, and then uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try that out. I just checked my calendar, and my meeting was moved actually. So. I'm uh I'm good for another. LOL, you're stuck here now. <laughs> stuck so, here now. I I feel like if I looked at the transcript today, I think I talked more 
heavily more today because I just it's kind of it's like a it's like a water faucet today just words 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 for that reason does it make sense for you to wrap up us today or or me I don't know what the right or wrong answer is here I'm I'm happy to wrap up I'll just uh, I'll get into it so today kind of started because uh talking about about video and how we can use video in conjunction with this audio podcast uh, as another method of reaching audience members. And so we started with the video, went to audio, and now we're kind of thinking, video is super powerful. Let's kind of keep it in our mind, uh, see what we can do with it. So we discussed specifically one idea with doing short form videos that mirror the episodes and how that could be valuable or not valuable. And then that led supernaturally into, I think the main topic of today's episode, which was our goals, why we're doing this and how those goals have changed since, uh, since we started. We both agreed that creating content, doing this podcast, because we love creating this podcast and not with any end goals in mind, has made it more fun, uh, easier, and more sustainable to do this in a longer-term fashion. And then we talked about how that attitude towards anything, but specifically for this podcast, could potentially lead to better outcomes in the end than focusing on those outcomes, uh, which is super relevant to a lot of things you can do, whether it's sports, music, entrepreneurship, your job. There's so many activities where if you just focus on doing what you like to do and doing it well, then luck will come your way and you'll end up with a good outcome. So hopefully this podcast... Uh, resonated with something that you're working on um you're you're living in and maybe uh will help you have perspective on on uh finding success through focusing on something you love randy any last words i do not i do not have any last words that was good craig thanks again for for taking us home again no problem i like it i i, I think it's a uh, it's directly pertains to my goal of storytelling and, and speaking more eloquently. So I'm always happy to wrap up. So thank you. Also save my ass. <laughs> awesome, man. So thanks. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Randy, for another good episode. Right on. Thanks again, Craig. I will talk to you. We don't do phone calls anymore, right? So I'll just talk to you in the next episode. People are just getting our phone calls now. So let's do it, baby. I'll talk let's to you in the next one. Sounds great.